Welcome back, New River Valley. This is Mark Tapp with Keith Weltons, and you're listening to Am Hodgepodge. Yeah, so in our first uh, kind of segment, we were talking about uh, songs. Our second segment, I think we talked about a little bit music. So our guests in this segment, before we started, we asked the question, you know, hey, listen, what songs do you kind of like? And it was hair bands. Hair Nation. Hair Nation. And I think that was probably the most emphatic response we've ever gotten. Yeah, It was very quick. So, so, sometimes, so, most of the time, it's, ah, I kind of like everything. Yeah, so, and by Hair Nation, it's typically like the rock songs and stuff like that. A cer- certain genre, certain era. So, I'm going to ask you a question. Let's see if you can guess this. So, I was giving you a little bit of insight, uh, some of the things that I watch and uh, in, in how I get my music selections. So, the 1980s, there was a group. I'm going to give you that much. There was a group, and that group was considered a rock and a punk group, okay? So just start there. It's a group. It is, they released one song. It is a slow song, and that is the most played song on the radio of all time from the 1980s. Today, it is still one of the most played songs on the radio, So, which means it has to be kind of like, on you know 80s 90s and today's music style stuff but the song particular song do you know either the song or could you guess the artist and it's not bon jovi could you guess it so i'm gonna go with either poison or def leppard it's neither of those neither mark could you guess it is it a guns and roses song it's not cora mm-hmm. by any chance could you guess this the most played song of all time either give me the song or the artist Prince. No, it's not. It's that's it's it's, it's punk uh, and rock. That's mm, a that's a tough one. Hmm. I don't know. It's not the cult. No, nope. it? right, it's know. every breath you take <gasps> is the song is the most played radio song. The um, the police of all time is every breath you take by the police. And you huh. want to know something really interesting about that song? There's a piano in it. And it's one key the entire time. <laughs> I learned that in the, from it, too. It just goes ding, ding, ding. ding. There's one key. Of all time, would you have guessed that? I would never have guessed that. <laughs> yeah. Well, then I'm not going to play trivia night with you. <laughs> <laughs> you probably would lose if, uh, I were, okay. if I were your partner on uh, that. So. Barely. Well, well good. welcome back, everybody. This is Keith Weltons, and that is Mark Tapp. And yeah, there it is. Of all time. That's it. That is that is the number one played song on the radio of all time. Eventually, we'll talk talk about what is the most downloaded song of all time, but that may be a different show. Okay. So, with that being said, Wendy, welcome. Hi. Thank you. Yeah. Maybe quickly before we go any further, you can tell everyone who you are. Yeah. So, I'm Wendy Glass. I am a newer Valley resident and owner of Ignite Leadership and Consulting Group. Yeah. And also a proud parent of a 
Radford University student? Yes, I am. My girl is graduating with her BSN. We'll be penning her in two days. Mm -hmm. And she will be the last one to fly the coop from the glass house. Yeah, nursing. Yeah. Yes. She actually lit up when when she was talking about her daughter. Yeah. Yeah. I am so proud of that girl. Yeah, you should be. Yeah, you should be. And now is she going to stay around the New River Valley or leave? So she no, she's got a job at Roanoke Memorial in the ER. She's going to be just one of those rock star ER nurses, and mm-hmm. and she wanted to to get the big cases, if you will. So she, she wants the challenge. She does. But now, as a child, and you being her mother, did you recognize sort of a, a caregiving quality about her when she was younger, or is that something that developed later? Or? She is no. She, um, she she just really tried to survive, quite honestly, with yeah. two older brothers that were just rough <laughs> yeah, as sure. can could be with her. But um, she was always super compassionate with animals. Mm-hmm. But she was a little quieter than her brothers and a little more introverted than them. So unfortunately, I think for her, she was you know not often in the spotlight because her boys were or my boys were quite rowdy and they, and they took the spotlight they did they did <laughs> yeah but now she is shining bright I, absolutely yeah and you're right mark she did shine on that and one of the reasons we're we've got you on today is that uh josh smith who works uh in our office has uh come to know you very well and spoke highly of you particularly you know you you mentioned it this this leadership um component and your your passion around that. Maybe you can explain to people what it is that you do, and then we can kind of go into a little bit more. I would love to do that. So my background's actually in human resources. And Mm -hmm. um, when I talk about human resources, I'm not talking about personnel. I'm talking about people and taking care of the people within your organization. But a couple of years ago, I decided to leave corporate America and start my own leadership coaching, consulting, and HR consulting practice here in the New River Valley. I love it. Because I'm a firm believer that no matter what you do, if you don't take care of the people within your organization, you're not going to be successful. And so I get to spend my time helping leaders learn how to take really good care of the people that work for them. So typically when somebody goes out on their own and becomes self-employed, it's because they've recognized a need for that service through something they've been experiencing in their work life. Is that the case for you? You know, when I stepped away from corporate America, it was really more personal. I just needed a better work-life balance. Mm -hmm. And interestingly enough, it was just several months into the start of the pandemic, and that is not why I left, Mm -hmm. although it probably accelerated my exit from corporate America. But what I've really seen over the last three years is that investing in people's leadership is so important and even more so important today than it was when I first started my business. Why do you say that? Why do you think it's more more important? The reason that I believe it's more important is, you know, we talk a lot about the great resignation and I just think the great resignation is nothing more than a symptom mm. of a great reevaluation. People started to see the world differently through COVID. Their values became much more important to them. And People expect to be led differently today even than they did three years ago. And when you say differently, um, what do you mean by that? Employees want to know that you care about them as a human being, not just their employee. Mm -hmm. And and leaders, I mean, not all leaders have completely embraced the fact that you can get to know your team members and care about them without crossing those personal boundaries. And so – 
we help them yeah. learn to do that. So, you know, this last week we had numbers where we keep hearing the large number of layoffs that are happening in in large uh, organizations because that's where the 6,000s come from, 3,000, 10% of the workforce. And yet the numbers showed that there were more hires uh, from that which means that either those individuals were immediately rehired someplace else, but the appetite for employers still looking for good people is there. Those people wouldn't have just jumped to another place unless they saw that someone cared about them more, meaning the company could have been doing them a favor by cutting them loose. You're right. You know, there's, the data shown us forever, and it still is true. People don't leave your company because of pay. They leave because of their bosses. Yeah, they don't believe you care. Yeah. Yeah. Either a lack of a supportive work environment or a lack of, of a supportive leader. And, you know, there's plenty of opportunities out there that people can find a, a boss that wants them to be a part of their team. Yeah, Mark, we learned that when we, you know, we'll do meetings and stuff. And the number one reason why people leave is they just don't trust. You know, the irony is they expect the people that they work for to be their first level of person who's giving them information that's Mm -hmm. trustworthy and everything else. And then when asked the second follow-up question, who do you trust the most, that that same person they expect to be delivering the information to them, they they trust that person the least. And that's a huge problem when, you know, I'm looking for you for the answers, but I don't trust the answers that you give me. Ta-da! You have uh, that reevaluate you know, reevaluation process. Yeah. So, Wendy, um, I'm Gen X. So is Keith, and we. So work, am I. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, and and we work with a millennial. Mm-hmm. Have worked with a couple, several millennials, mm-hmm. and have we worked with Gen Z yet? Yeah. Um, and they are different people. Vastly different people. Mm-hmm. How how do you approach that as a leader? How do you give? How do you you kind of have to be all things to all people? How do you be the the right boss for the Gen Xer and the right boss for the millennial? I think first and foremost, you need to know what's important to them. You know, I, we talk so much about millennials and and now the Gen Zs. I saw an article on the news the other day about. Gen Zs don't want to work, and that's just not true. My daughter cannot wait to go to work. She's excited. They want to work for somebody who cares, Mm -hmm. and they want to work for a purpose. They they have to feel connected, and that's the thing that I think is missing in leadership is that we don't recognize our uniqueness, but then we also don't embrace the things that make us alike. I mean, and so learning, actually, generational diversity is one of my most favorite training topics to do with leaders because it's fun and it really helps us to start to say, okay, that may be why they never read their email. And so, you know, I, I tell leaders all the time, we, we all know the golden rule and, and hopefully we all live by it. But I challenge leaders to live by the platinum rule and that's to treat others how they want to be treated but you have to know what that means before you can do it. Now, I saw an article uh, this past week, and I, I read a little bit of it because um, some of it was just uh, blah. But it, the title of it was, if you're in a meeting you don't want to be in, just leave. That was the title. Don't do that. Yeah. And it was just like. If your boss is talking about something and you don't like it or care for it, just get up and leave. Is that bad advice? 
That is bad advice because it's disrespectful. I yeah. mean, we've got to have basic morals and respect and treat people with dignity. You can't blame being a jerk on your age. But leaders should make sure that when they're having these meetings, are they structured appropriately? Does it really need to be an hour-long meeting? I right. think that's where some of that generational play comes in is looking at the de- demographics of your team and and aligning the things that you do in ways that it's going to reach the most people. Yeah, I, I agree with you. The reason why I stopped reading it was because I was like, well, this is not only ter- terrible. <laughs> it's, it's junk. It, yeah, exactly right. Um, but it does go to a large portion of what the um, older generation, older than millennial and Z, feels a lot of time about the younger workforce is that yeah, they're, they're the ones who are just going to quit on you. So why invest the level of time to get to know them and the depth uh, about the own care when they're being told, if you don't like it, get up and leave, you know? And so that's a, that was a, a kind of a, a process that I know that it's, it's very difficult. You got a lot. You got a lot of uh, soul searching to do, both as the individual who's going to work for a place and the employer. But if you can, Mark, find that nice uh, understanding of importance and professionalism and purpose and all of that other th- stuff, you, you the the skill set of many people. We always used to say, "You're not. You're never as good as you 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 think you are, but you're not as bad as I think you are." It's 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 that kind of that mentality. You got to get kind of back to that. You can steal that if you haven't used it before. I'll write that but, down. Yeah, but but because of that, that's the ta- the task that you know you've got to get people to realize where their base, their starting point is, yeah. so that, that they can build up from there. Sometimes they're starting way too low or way too high, and and in either case, that's not good either. Yeah. You know, the other thing about that is that. Once you help your team members kind of see where they are, you know, do they are they at the bottom or are they progressing in their career? Then you have to take time and help them grow. Yeah, you have to tell them where they are and then help them get where they want to be. Yeah, and and that kind of brings another question to mind. And I actually had a conversation with my daughter about this a, a little while back. When I grew up, and I think it still exists, there's a difference between a career and a job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I. Th- and there are people that are right for both, um, but they're all still people, and they all still need to be led. By the way, if you're bad at your career, you'll be looking for a job. <laughs> That's right, yeah. So h- how do you teach leaders to – what's the difference in how you teach leaders to be uh, leaders of career people and job people? So in my mind, it's it's not really as much about career versus job because – And going back to the generational thing, so like my husband's a little bit older than me and he's closer to the baby boomer era. He worked for one organization for his Mm -hmm. entire career Mm -hmm. and our generation and the generations below us, they're not organization loyal. Mm -hmm. They are career focused. Now, a lot of those people would say they could be organization loyal, but the organization isn't people loyal. They're not. Yeah. Their organization is not loyal to them. But, you know, that's where we've got to intersect these things. And we've got to help people see 
like what they're working for mm. and like what's the mission that you serve. And you have to connect your leadership to that because people are not interested in particularly our Gen Zers and our millennials. They don't they don't care about working for the same organization for their entire career. Mm-hmm. They care about working for a company that they're connected to the mission and that they're cared about as people. I thought I love the way you said that as far as I mean, you very well said, I'm going to steal that too. Have at it. If people want to <laughs> follow you or learn more about you, where do they go? So, yeah, you can find me on LinkedIn, um, Ignite Leadership Consulting Group, or on Facebook, which is at Ignite Leadership Coach. I would love to have your your listeners tune in and and learn how to be rock star leaders. Yeah. Now, you've got uh, an event coming up in September. Is that right? So, yes, it's we haven't published it yet, but in September it's coming out. (laughs) We have now. (laughs) But no, I'm actually going to be launching the first that I'm aware of. It's of its kind. New River Valley based high performance coaching academy. Yeah, it'll be open to any organization that has a high performing leader Mm -hmm. that they want to send. So definitely follow us on social so that when the details drop, you don't miss them. Well, that, that seemed that that stood out as something exciting for the New River Valley because yeah. uh, I don't think there's anything like that going on and and I and there are a lot of industry leaders here and, and a lot of corporate leaders here that I think will love that. It's it really it. cool, Mark, because any I mean any leader in the New River Valley, if you want to send your team members to leadership conferences, you yeah they're usually in cool places, but you think about the expense of Mm. air travel, lodging, and all of that, they're going to have the same quality program right here at home starting in September. Yep. This is exactly what we want. Awesome. Anything else? No. Thanks for having me. It's been fun. You're very welcome. That actually was the last part. You're very welcome. Thank you very much for coming in. Uh, It's been a thrill to to get to know you and really thankful that uh, you've been a part of, of some groups that uh, you're doing a good job with. I mean, as I said, Josh from our office has always been excited every time he gets around you. So uh, we're really we're really happy to have you here. We're glad that Cora came on. Like I said, we'll get her on here uh, sooner than later. Everybody else, have a great weekend. You've been listening to AM Hodgepodge. Never seem to find what I'm looking for